Hey guys, welcome back to God's Lamination. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day so far. So today we're going to be talking about the body of Christ. And to me, when I think about the body of Christ, there's so many different ways that you can interpret it. So many ways that you can talk about it. Body of Christ with relating to, to, uh, to how God is the groom and we are his bride and we all make up the body of Christ or the you could take the armor of God out. There's just so many different ways to talk about it. And so today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the body of Christ. And we have Dr. Pritchett here, and he's going to be telling us uh, his view of the body of Christ. Hello, Dr. Pritchett. Good evening, David. Thank you for inviting me to, to join you. Ah, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Yes, yes. This is, uh, this is kind of nice, kind of cool. So um, keep, keep doing the good work. You guys are doing fantastic things. Thank you. So, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I was asked to, to share a little bit about the body of Christ. And as you just mentioned, you know, there's so many things that come to mind when one thinks about that. We know the scriptures say that we are the body of Christ and, and members individually very clearly. But when you hear the term body, what comes to mind and, and what are the parallels between our body and the body of Christ? So when, when one hears body, you know, what, what flashes in your mind's eye? If you were to close your eyes for a little bit, you know, do you see that elegant figure skater on the ice doing, you know, quadruple lutzes and triple jumps, or maybe uh, an amazing dancer who has just ridiculous flexibility, coordination, and grace that just measure, mes, uh, mesmerize us? Um, or maybe you're more into the powerful sculpted you know, power lifter who just has muscles that are rippling and, and you stand in awe or, or maybe it's the athlete, you know, the, the marathoner who's almost crossing that two hour mark for 26.2 miles or, you know, it can go on and on and on. Violinist, pianist. You now, when I heard the term body, I, I kind of think of that body exhibit. I don't know if you've ever been to that, uh, where you see all those muscles, plastification process, in a number of different uh, shapes and stances and positions. Um, you have to pardon me if, if I kind of see a, you know, position as a bit of an, an, an anatomist and a physiologist and even a little bit of a scientist. But with that perspective in mind, when I hear body, I, I kind of think of the marvelous, living, breathing, harmonious, interdependent relationship that we see in this human organism. I think that is amazing. Really? And I wonder, how does God draw parallels between that body, his body, or spiritual body, you know? So, so then I thought about that and I said, well, when we look at the building blocks of the human body, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the cell and cells make up tissue, tissue make up organs, organs make up systems. Systems make up the body. In the church, we have the individual. The individual is in a family. Families are in community. Communities are regions. And you bring those regions together and, and you have a church. Lord, I, I see a little bit of parallel there. We also see some parallels in terms of origin, Dave. You know, like Psalms 103 says, it is he that has made us, referring to our body. And then in Matthew 16 Jesus tells Peter, hey, look, I will build my church on this rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the same person that built us 
builds his church. I think there are also some parallels in purpose. You know, Isaiah tells us as humans, we were made for God's glory. And Matthew, Jesus gives us that commission of sharing his good news, the truth of his character with, with the world. Our body is a dwelling place for God. We see that in Corinthians. And funny enough, Paul actually talks about in Ephesians how God's people are a holy temple built together for his inhabitation through the spirit. So I, I thought about that and I said, okay, so I, I can see, you know, some, some similarities and parallels, but the author of this idea of the body of Christ really is Paul. I mean, and he mentions it in a number of places, you know, Romans and Ephesians and Colossians, but that granddaddy passage is really first Corinthians 12. Now, should I be like talking back and forth with you or you mean, Keep sharing my thoughts. No, no, just, just keep sharing your thoughts. I'm just, I'm just here reacting to what, okay. what you're saying. I, I just think it's all amazing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to get the nod of approval and the engagement, even though we're not, you know, live videotaped. It's cool to see that there. So, you know, when I looked at that passage in 1 Corinthians 12, it really jumped out at me. And I kind of went through it again and again and five kind of points popped out at me. You may find four or seven and the audience may find more, but five kind of jumped out at me. And I thought that was kind of cool because our hand has four fingers and a thumb, right? So if I could, I'm just going to read a few of those verses and then kind of go back and hit a couple points. Is that cool? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So this is English standard version and it's starting with verse 12 of first Corinthians 12. And it says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Verse 21, I cannot say to the hand, hey, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we just bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care one for another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And then that final verse, verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individual members, I'm sorry, and individually members of it. I said, man, that, that for a 
anatomists is pretty exciting stuff. I mean, you know, Paul really went into some physiology there too, and, and that gets you really thinking. Um, of course, the context of that really dealt with spiritual gifts, and and I'm sure you guys will recall some of how he talked about in <clears throat> that in 1 Corinthians 12. Um, however, I, I do believe there are some pearls and gems for the modern day church, and, and and we here at Spring Meadows as well, as we see and live as the body of Christ post-COVID in 2021. And so for the five points, first I kind of look at verses 12 and 13, which, which say, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. For one spirit were we all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. So really, Dave, you know, first point is we're all one body. Of course. It doesn't matter our race, our socioeconomic status, our gender, our nationality. We're one body. We belong to him. There's a message of inclusivity there that is needed and powerful. You know, second point, verses 14, 19, and 20 kind of say this. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If we were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So, we're one body, but we're many parts. We're not all a nose. That'd be pretty embarrassing to just be a nose or an ear. Although I'm an ear, nose, and throat doctor, I think that'd be pretty cool, you know? <laughs> but we need arms and legs and knees and toenails and, and everything else. And so in God's church. You know, and we have to be careful to, to realize that God's church is not just about a, a few or a few powerful or an elite group. There are many members. And each one of them is important to him. That's something we got to always keep in the forefront. Point three, verses thir uh, 15 through 17, 21 through 23. I'll kind of um, just summarize that, but that's really where Paul has this conversation if I were an eye or if I were an ear or if the hand's not bigger than the feet or greater than the feet. And I think that really can be said is diversity is fundamental and essential. We need every part of our body. Each is important. We cannot all be the same. We have to have differences. Diversity isn't necessary for the survival of God's church. If I didn't have different organs doing different things, I would cease to exist. So diversity is something that we should cherish, respect, protect. Point four, verse 18 and 24. It says, but as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he has chose, which are more presentable parts do not require, but God has so composed the body, given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. You know, Dave, God made the body. It's his design. I mean, I can argue with him and say, you know, <laughs> we really should have more noses. <laughs> you know, why do we have one? You know, and we have too many ears. He chose that. And in our church, he, he's chosen this church and he's chosen the things that he wants to be a part of it. And I don't always understand and none of us do, but we can trust that this is his making and it's by his design. Finally, I think the last point is verse 26, and it's, that's really central here. And that is, 
if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all members rejoice together. You know, we know how, <laughs> how it brings us to a halt when we have a paper cut. <laughs> and I mean, a paper cut is actually pretty small, but that grabs the entire attention of your existence in that moment. And so in God's body, there's unity in the celebration and in the pain. When one hurts, we all should hurt. When one suffers a loss, we all should feel that pain. When one is celebrated, we all should joy. And it doesn't really matter what walk of life we're coming from. When one group is oppressed, Dave, we all should be sensitive to the reality of that oppression because we're one body. So we're God's body. And as with anybody, exercise and growth are fundamental for health. If we're not growing, we're dying. And I hope um, we here at SMC, as a family, as a body, will continue to exercise that collective sympathy and empathy and grow as Paul puts it in Ephesians. And I'll just read a couple of verses. Being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. I appreciate the chance to share some thoughts. Maybe if you asked a teacher or a philosopher or aerospace engineer or, you know, a pilot, they would look at it a little differently. But you asked a healthcare professional. So <laughs> I ran with this thing and I, I hope it made sense and resonated with some that are out there. No, I really like how you made the parallels between how a church is built and how we are built. And I really like how you try to find parallels between our human body and the body of Christ and all those points. I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself. So, <laughs> cool. so thank you so much for sharing this with us. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate the time to share. Yes, thank you. I hope you guys enjoy that, that short segment by, by Dr. Pritchett. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Yeah.